0: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Oh, Grayson Grunhafer, recruiting analyst for 365 Sports and Sikkim365.com, co-host with Craig on the uh, BearCast. In. So tell us about Michael Trigg. They have lost some tight ends. Tell us a little bit, Grayson, about what this means for Baylor, the pickup from the kid from Ole Miss. Right. So this was a guy who visited over the weekend, and he was kind of a a later addition, I would say, but clearly the top tight end priority uh, for this Baylor staff. They even canceled another guy who was supposed to visit, but they canceled on him because Trigg was the guy they really wanted uh, at the tight end position. And, you know, before I dive into Trigg, you know, they lost Drake Dabney, obviously, to TCU, who had a big year for them a year ago, and then Jake Roberts. Uh, elected to transfer as well. And I think what you're seeing with this addition of Michael Trigg is you're seeing a guy who is clearly more what they want at the tight end position. And what I mean by that is just much more athletic, much more um, of a polished receiver than what you'd be getting from, you know, a Jake Roberts type. And I think because of that, you know, this was a perfect addition for them to try to make the uh, offense go. Even more than what it has been, they've been looking for offensive playmakers, and I think he fits uh, that mold of kind of what they're looking for as a you know down the field threat or red zone threat, uh, and just an athletic playmaker who they can utilize in in multiple ways. Now, you know, you look through his career, and he's had many ups and downs. Um, you know, really hasn't got it all completely together for a season. He's only played 15 career games over the course of three years at USC and Ole Miss. Uh, in total, has 330 yards, five touchdowns. You know, he's been pretty good, uh, has had moments of flashes. Um, you know, the two spring games at Ole Miss really dominated. Uh, when you look at, you know, 2022, he had 89 yards and three touchdowns, and last year, 138 yards and a touchdown. But it never truly translated uh, once at Ole Miss. And then, of course, this year, uh, he only played in three games before electing to hit the transfer portal and preserve another year of eligibility, which does mean he has two years of eligibility when he arrives at Baylor. Uh, but in general, you're looking at a very, very talented playmaker, a guy who was you know, a four-star prospect in the 2021 class, a top 150 player, a guy with 49 offers from Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Ohio State, Oregon, Penn State, including many, many others. You're looking at a guy with very high NFL upside. Grayson, how do you think the tight end position will be different in Jake Spavitol's offense? Yeah, asked to do a whole lot more as a receiver and a whole lot less as a pass blocker and run blocker. And for that reason, this pickup makes a ton of sense, right? Because, you know, he has had moments of being a pass blocker and a run blocker, but not very many. And when he has it, it's not something that I would say he's, you know, really good at. I think it's the quality that he's still working on. But as a pass catcher, that's where he's going to be utilized a ton in the slot. Um, just, again, more like a spread, wide receiver, slot receiver type that they're going to utilize in the red zone and across the middle of the field. Uh, yeah, just going to be very, very reliable and very different than, you know, what Baylor had you know the past few years with Jeff Grimes where he asked to do more uh, developmental routes, a lot more play action, um, a lot more – you know, move movement, a lot more motion, um, things like that. I think are going to be you're going to see less of it, even though you'll still see some, uh, but a lot less than what you saw. You know, with Grimes, where you had a lot more inline blocking as well. So I know that when we do the Bearcast, we'll reset all of this and talk about needs and things like that. But they are now up to seven commitments and there are four on the offensive side are now uh, five excuse me of the seven are now on the offensive side with quarterback couple o-linemen a receiver and now the tight end in trig grayson i'm imagining they would love to have some more big boys up front but uh, where do you see them kind of sitting as far as offensive pursuits go Are, are they still wanting more skill guys after landing a tight end how do you view that Right, so I think you're kind of looking at it right now where there's three positions that are uh, I view as utmost importance based on how Baylor has been recruiting these guys, based on who they've brought in, and just kind of the type of prospects they've been looking at. And those three positions are wide receiver, the jack, outside linebacker, pass rusher position, and then offensive tackle. Those are the three positions that really stand out to me I could see them taking two more wide receivers. Um, they definitely want a jack that they can that they feel really good about to come in and provide instant impact, uh, kind of like Byron Bonds did this past year. And then an offensive tackle who can come in and compete, potentially win the job at right tackle. So I think those positions are the ones that I'm really looking at. Wide receiver, probably the one where you'd say, you know, maybe they have the most importance just because there's a chance they take two of them. Uh, But I know the Jack position is kind of right there with it. as They really, you know, they need to get better on the defensive side too, not just the offensive side. Grayson, how much of a relief the staff was it, although there's still a month or so to go, that Foster, who had been flirting with Texas and vice versa, is saying that he's going to stick with Baylor and sign with the Bears? Yeah, I think it was huge. And, and, you know, I I talked to him a little bit earlier um, this week specifically yesterday, and, you know, we had a good conversation, good just exchange messages. He kind of, I guess you'd say laid out the situation. Um, And obviously, you know, Texas losing defensive line coach Bo Davis played a a part of this, but Foster already knew that that was coming. And I I really think, you know, as I've covered this story, you know, a big part of his decision was that he wasn't going to early enroll, and so therefore he wanted to sign with the rest of his teammates completely understandable because they don't have a, uh, a signing day at St. Joseph in the uh, fall. So he, he was waiting for that, wasn't going to be able to early enroll, so decided again to, to just wait for that. But Texas it just seemed, even when he took his official visit, it just didn't seem like he was 100% I'm going to flip and, and commit to Texas, which you know after an official visit would seem like the best time for that to happen. And the more that I've talked to him, it, it just seems like you know, he feels like Baylor is the place for him. And, I mean, he told me this week that he's locked in. He's ready to sign and be there. Um, you know, that was exact quote And so, you know, I continue to just go by what he's told me, what I've heard from him. Um, and I know the Baylor staff has felt confident as well. And, and I know they really want to hold on to him because he's a very valued part of this recruiting class. He's my highest-rated recruit in the class, one of the highest-rated uh, nationally as well. So a, a big-time prospect, one that, again, they would love to have on campus and one who essentially solidified things uh, with me yesterday. And so we'll see what happens going forward. I I feel great about it. I know he got a Michigan state offer uh, today as well. And a lot of people kind of raise their eyebrows at that. And that's great. And He might add more offers, but right now he's completely locked into the Baylor program. All right. We got to go. And I know you do too. Anybody you think out of the weekend of any visits, transfer portals, what's the hot part now, anybody you think out of this weekend that will be added, by Baylor yeah I, I mean they they got a, a few more guys that they're probably going to end up adding to the list um, that's probably going to be day by day type thing but one guy that I think it's important to mention is Nevada slot receiver uh, Jamal Bell uh, also kind of a, an athlete uh, plays some running back as well a very good kickoff return guy leads uh, Nevada history in kickoff return so very good prospect and Again, a guy who I think really fits what they need. You know, you look at his overall numbers and they're not going to blow you away. But very, very fast, very explosive, and again, has veteran experience at the slot. I think Baylor's in a pretty good spot to land him going into the weekend. We'll see if they can feel the deal, but he would be a nice addition as that second wide receiver in this transfer for the